All right, gentlemen. Good morning. Bokeh Tov. Yesterday we started Megillat Echa. We learned the first word, Echa, which means a destruction of a great magnitude that the person who sees it says, how could it be? Something that's unimaginable. Hard to comprehend. That's what Yirmiyahu Anavi begins to express his feelings. And now he, start, he starts to explain. What is it that he saw that he can't believe? The words are Echa Yasheva Badad. How is it? That Am Yisrael, that Am Yisrael is living or sitting, Badad. The word Badad means alone. How could it be that this nation is now living? By themselves. So in reality, the word badad was used a number of times in the Torah. Perhaps the most famous is the word badad that was used by Bil'am. When he saw Am Yisrael the blessing that came out of his mouth, describing the unique quality of Am Yisrael is Hen Am Levadad Yishkon. He says Hen, Hen means Hine. Behold, there's a nation. I'm looking at a nation, Levadad Yishkon, that lives alone. Which means they live uniquely. They're different than the nations of the world. They talk differently. They marry differently. They dress differently. They eat differently. The way they spend their time, different. Their goals, unique. Their mission, unique. Hen Am says Bilam, I see a nation that is Badad, that is uniquely separate, uniquely by themselves. He was saying it as a Sheva, as a great praying, a blessing of Am Israel. Incidentally, the word hen, some explain the word hen, two letters that are unique, the he and the nun. He spelled he he, which means even the name of the letter is the same as the letter. 
Unlike Aleph. Aleph is Aleph Lamed Bet. Bet. Bet Yutab. But here, here, same letter. The uniqueness of the here is that it's all here. No other letter mixed in. Nun. No, no, no mixture in the letter. And these letters are also unique. Not sure what the deeper message of what I'm about, about to say. I'm sure there is, which I don't get it yet. But it's interesting that to create a bigger number, to create the next big number, the next zero, you always need the combination of two different numbers. For example, if you want to create a 10, you could do it with a one and a nine. One is a one digit, nine is one digit. You want to make two digits, take one and a nine, and they become the next level of digit. Two, eight, three, seven. Four, six, five, five. He. He combines with itself to become the next power. And the same by 50. Nun, it's 50. To make 100, the next level. 10, 90. 20, 80, 30, 70, 40, 60, 50, 50. I don't know what the omic of that is. But certainly you see a uniqueness about E and Nun. You don't find in other letters. Hen am levadad yishkon. Bil'am saw a uniqueness in Am Yisrael in that they are badad. That they are by themselves. We find in the Torah another place where the word badad is used. It's in Vezota Beracha, in one of the most beautiful aliyot. They even sell it for a lot of money. They call the one who goes up Hatan Me'onat by Simhat Torah. Special aliyah. This Hatan Me'ona has in it some of the most beautiful words that Moshe Rabbeinu says right before he passed away. Vayishkon Yisrael betah badad. Those are the words. Yisrael lives. Beta means secure. Badad, again, that word badad. Separate, unique. And the next pasuk says, Ashrecha Israel. Ashrecha, fortunate. Know how fortunate you are. Micha Mocha. Who is like you? 
Am nosha badonai. It's a nation that their Yeshua, their salvation, they look only to Hashem, and Hashem looks to them. And more and more beautiful words. But the beautiful description in this Aliyah is this word Badad. So it's interesting that when Yirmiyahu Navi came to talk about the amazing destruction, the first word he used is Echa Yasheva Badad. Badad. But that is awesome. But that is great. Why would he choose that word? Yermiel knows the Torah very well. Why choose the word that really is a beautiful description of Am Yisrael? So there's a Midrash on this. I want to read it to you. It's a Gemara in Masechet Sanhedrin. Gemara says that the uniqueness of Am Yisrael, the greatness of Am Yisrael, the elevation of Am Yisrael, the Hatzlaha of Am Yisrael, the Gedullah of Am Yisrael, is through them being separate. Separate in the way they live. Not mixing with the Goy. Not trying to be like the Goy. In every way. To be Badad. That is the way Am Yisrael becomes successful and reaches the highest elevations. But now, that Am Yisrael wants to look like the Goy, wants to dress like the Goy, wants to talk like the Goy, wants to sing like the Goy, wants to eat like the Goy, wants to vacation like the Goy, wants to marry like the Goy. Ata. Hashem says, I'll make you alone, but a different kind of alone. Not an alone where you chose to be uniquely separate, but where Hashem had to take a knife and separate you. You know, when two people are separate, it's beautiful. Each one is separate on their own. There's no pain in that separation. Each one is individual. But when they're connected completely, and now you got to separate them, requires surgery. Painful. You got to take a knife and split the two. It's going to be blood. There's going to be pain. If they would have been separate, we wouldn't have needed them. 
Hashem says your greatness is to be badad. But when you became one, when you became mixed in, I have no choice. I have no choice but to separate you and make you badad. But it's going to come in an ugly way. You're going to be pushed to be separate. You're going to be alone, but in a negative way. This is one of the great lessons in history. Echai Sheva Badad is describing a very important principle that every Jew has to know very clear. And that is that we cannot survive as an elevated people if we're not badad. If we're not going to be proud of our family, proud of where we come from, proud of our customs, where we're not badad, history has shown that Hashem will make us badad. It's one of the great miracles, actually, in history. You know, Hashem promised that we have a berit, we have a covenant with Hashem, and He has with us berit olam. What is it berit olam? A covenant forever. I don't know if you know this, but it's not a possibility to make a covenant with someone forever. It's not possible. Because a covenant has two sides. I can promise to keep my side forever. But I can't promise that the beri will be forever. Because a beri has two sides. If you opt out of the covenant, that's not in my head. So we can never make a berit olam. I can commit to keep my part forever. But I can never say the berit is forever. How do I know? That's up to you. And Hashem promises that the berit with Am Yisrael is olam. But wait. What if they opt out? What if they don't live the way they're supposed to live? What if they don't do their end? Then what? What happens to them? So how could Hashem promise that this berit that we have with Him is forever? And the answer is that Hashem could promise because He uses the mechanism. It's a terrible mechanism. Just like the knife is a terrible thing to use on a person. But necessary sometimes. And when necessary, you got to use it. That mechanism is called Echaya Sheva Badad. Where Hashem turns a nation that's mixing with the Goy. That's looking up to the Goy. And separates them from the Goy. Usually... Through sinah, through hatred. When the goy sees that we're getting very close to him, by nature, 
He should love us more. Now we're more like him. Nature says, when someone is more like you and wants to be like you, you love him. But history has shown that when Am Yisrael became too close to the Goy, Hashem put Sin'ah in the Goy, anti-Semitism, as David Melech says in Tehillim about the first anti-Semitism in Mitzrayim, he describes it with the following words, Hafach libam lisno amo. Hashem turned their heart to hate His nation. We are the Am Hashem. And we have unique principles of life. When we don't adhere to the principles of an Am Hashem, Hafach libam lisno amo. Hashem will turn the Goy that we want to be like to hate His nation, to keep us His nation. Yes, Berit Olam, which explains how it is that we're still here today. Am Yisrael, still connected to our families our grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents were still living with the values and the customs of Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKohen. We make Birkat Kohanim the same way Aaron made Birkat Kohanim. We keep Shabbat and we have the same flavor of Shabbat that they had 3,300 years ago. My Shabbat, Moshe Rabbeinu Shabbat, same, same principles, same guidelines, the same Ruach. Our Tzenyut is the same. Our Hesed, our Limud Torah, our Chokhmah, They've been learning the same Gemara for 3,300 years. The same Torah We just lost a lot of it. We have only what's written. Our customs never changed. If you lived in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu or in Yoshua Benun, you'd be doing the same thing. Yes, the world was a little different. People work differently, they live differently, but the values of life, what do you think they did in the time of Yeshua Binun when they woke up? They learned, they prayed, they gave tzedakah, made sure they didn't wear shadnez, made sure they kept the mitzvot of shahita. A Jew is not living different today than Yeshua Binun. We live identical lives of Jews of 3,300 years. That's an amazing accomplishment or maybe miracle. 
When will you meet today a person that is connected to the Roman Empire and their way of life? Where's the Greek of old that connects himself? Yeah, I'm from those Greeks. Yeah, yeah, that's where I come from. I'm from the Persian Empire. That's where I come from. Which person will tell you today they come from the Edom Empire? What was the last Edomite that you met? Or the guy who came from Moab? Oh, me, yeah, I come from Moab. Lot. Remember Lot? He's my great, 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 great. Boy. Which, which person today will tell you they're from Ammon? Who is the Assyrian today? Who is the Egypt? Egyptian, the old Egypt? Nobody. Maybe. I don't know if there is. But maybe if there's a country that's been around for thousands of years and they never went into exile. A guy could say, I've been here for the last 3,300 years. Maybe I live, I don't know, could be. But that a nation is dispersed throughout the world for thousands of years, living not with their own kind. Maybe if you live with your own kind for 3,000 years, normal to be the same. But you're living amongst people of different nationalities and different backgrounds and different customs for thousands of years. But we're still here learning Torah Moshe. And we're still living the values of 3,300 years. That's unheard of. The Italian that moved 200 years ago from Italy his family today doesn't remember they're from Italy. And even if they remember, but they don't live like their grandfather lived. They don't dress like their grandmother dressed. They don't eat like their grandfather ate. Maybe they remember they were Italian. Maximum. 200 years past, chances are they won't remember that. That's what happens. People get mixed in to the country they're in, they become part and parcel of the country. They get diluted in the country. They become American. An Italian from 200 years ago, today is American. No connection. And so too with the history of the world. The ancient Persians didn't die out. They have children. They had grandchildren. Great-grandchildren, today the people in the world are, for sure, either from the Persians or from the Greeks or the Romans or the... They're from there. The world didn't stop and start again with new people. But yet there's no connection to who they were. Gone. Powerful empires. Powerful influence. But Am Yisrael, with all the odds that make it impossible, we're still here, we're going, we're building, we're growing, we're getting a hizuk, 
we're hearing Musar, we're learning Torah, we're writing Sfarim. What's going on? Berit Olam. You know how Hashem does it? Either we live Badad, and therefore we remain with our identity, or Hashem will make sure that we're Badad. But it's the Echa Yasheva Badad. Hashem will not allow us to mix. Hashem will make sure to separate us. And the tool is putting hatred in their hearts so that they want to keep us away, to keep us badad, get out of here. I don't want you in my country. I don't want you in my city. I don't want you in my restaurant. Badad, what we're supposed to have done on our own. A miracle that no other nation feels in history. There's been no more hated nation in the history of the world than Am Yisrael. And every time we get closer to the Goy and start to live like the Goy, history has shown that catastrophe strikes. Germany is a great example. In the early 1900s in Germany, in Berlin spe specifically, the amount of Jews that we lost that no longer associated themselves with being a Jew They took off the clothing of a Jew. They changed the name of a Jew. They lived the Goy lifestyle. They ate with the Goy. They married the Goy. Unheard of in history of Am Yisrael. Wasn't always righteous people in Am Yisrael, but people marrying Goyim, unheard of. In Halab, marry a Goy, unheard of. They say there was one person that maybe they're not sure they heard 50, 60 years ago. I don't know. In Germany, it became normal. You couldn't differentiate between a Jew and a Goy. Logic would say the Germans would take us in. They would say, come join us. Let's be one. Let's be together. You want to be like us. You can't help us. Let's become together. We're no longer German and Jew. We're all German now. So logic would say, someone wants to be like you, you bring him in. Especially if he can help you. Especially if he's intelligent. If he's hardworking. Why would you reject him? No, no, you're different. I'm not different. I want to be like you. Wait, I'm not different. Usually someone who's different, you don't want to be around them. That's someone who's like you, wants to be like you. He's dropping everything to be like you. What's the problem? Some of the greatest catastrophes in history happened specifically when we got close. 
you got to study the history with the right eyes. Spanish Inquisition, same story. Many, many events, small and big, were the hatred, the hatred that Hashem put, and sometimes the most against all odds. Why? Berit Olam. This nation is not going anywhere. And if you have to make a surgery, a painful surgery, and so be it. That's what the Gemara is saying in Sanhedrin. Hashem says, Vayishkon Yisrael Abadad. I said you should be alone. You should be unique. In the most elegant, beautiful, happy, successful way. Like the Badad of Bil'am. Bil'am the guy got excited when he saw the greatness of the Badad of Am Israel. Can't believe what he's looking at. But they are But now Hashem says, what do you want me to do? What's the alternative here? To let you become diluted? Not happening. I'll make sure you stay badad, but in a very destructive way. Not the badad that I had in mind for you. Which means that Am Yisrael needs to be Badad one way or the other. The Badad that we choose is the Badad that is meant to live an elevated life. Not a life where we're alone like hermits. A life that we choose to be unique. That's how Yirmiyahu begins. Echaya Sheva Badad. You know, the first example of Am Yisrael in this predicament, the first example of anti-Semitism in history is in Parashat Shemot. It says over there, Ubnei Yisrael paru vayishretzu vayirbu vayasmu vimod meod. A family of 70 people that moved to Egypt, became powerful in number, in accomplishment, like the Haggadah explains these words. Shayu Israel Sham, all great accomplishments, quantity and quality. And the land of Egypt was full of them. They filled up Egypt. Sounds like a, a nice thing. They got so many, they filled up Egypt. But if you were paying attention, a few parashiyot before, I'm not sure how many people paid attention to this, but one of the most amazing things, this badad 
didn't even start by Matan Torah. This Badar attitude was already in our family before Matan Torah. Look at the words that Yosef tells his brothers when they find out he's Yosef. Look what he tells them. He tells them, go hurry. Bring my father to Mitzrayim. And say to him, Ko amar Yosef, quoting your son Yosef, Samani Elohim le'adon lechol Mitzrayim. Hashem has put me as the power of Egypt. In those days, Egypt was a superpower, which means Yosef basically was the power of the world. Samani Elohim. Look at the way a great man speaks. Hashem put me. Le'adon, to be the master over all of Egypt. Reda Elai, come down to me. Al Ta'amod, don't delay. Ve'yashavta be'erez Goshen, and you will live in the city of Goshen. City of Goshen? Did you imagine... You just found out that your brother is the most powerful man in the world. You woke up one morning and your brother is the most important person in the world. Do you know what that can do for you? You have any, we have a tuition crisis? Oh, <laughs> my brother is the president. The, just a signature. It's a hundred million dollars. No big deal. Well, what is it that you need? You need better jobs? Someone's in jail? You want to get him out? My brother's the president. Pardon. Your brother is the most powerful man in the world. Do you know what that means? Jackpot. Why are you bigger than the lottery? He tells his brother, tell, tell daddy that he'll live in Erez Goshen. Goshen? Goshen's like this town, small town, not in the capital. Imagine your president brother lives in Washington. He has a palace there. Does it come? I want you to come and you live in Delaware. Delaware? That's supposed to excite his father? Instead of saying, you live with me, you live in the palace. Palace is so big, you know how big the palace is. I'll give you a wing. I'll build you a palace. I'll put you close to me, but not with me. What kind of news is that? What kind of invitation is that? Come to watch, no, no, come to Delaware. The town in Delaware, no one knows about. Goshen lived there. Yosef knew that his father's main concern, he's trying to convince him to come to Egypt. You would think when telling him to come, to live with him would be better. No, no. He knew that Yaakov's first reaction is going to be, how am I living in Egypt? Am I crazy? Taking my family to mix with the Egyptians, especially to be in high society. 
with this powerful man, their brother? No way. So already Yosef knows how his father and his family thinks. He says, no, no, I'm going to put you in his Goshen. You're not going to be here. Don't worry. And then when they come to Mitzrayim, Yosef tells his brothers, he says, look at these words, Yosef is preparing his brothers. Imagine Yosef, what he did in Mitzrayim. Paro sees another 11 of them. These guys can turn Egypt into a next level. He tells them, Ki paro. When Paro will call for you, he's going to call for you. Who's going to call for you? They're powerful people. Look at what one of them did. Ve'amar, and he's going to tell you, Mama asichem. So what do you guys do? What's your experience? Ve'amartem. And this is what you should tell him. Be careful. We're shepherds. Shepherd's not the most uh, glamorous job. It's not the place for palace. It's not a place for leadership. Shepherd's that guy. He drives the car service. Good guy. Beautiful guy. They don't look for him to become the next president. The guy packing boxes in the warehouse is a wonderful person. But he's not the guy that people are turning to to change the country. Make sure you tell Paro, we are shepherds. Meaning it's all we know. From when we were young till now. It's not just us, it's our whole family. We've been shepherds, all we do is sheep, we know nothing else. Ba'avur says, you know why you should tell him that? Ba'avur teshevu be'eretz goshen. So that he will put you in Goshen, like this far out town that no one has a connection to. Ki to'avat Mitzrayim kol ro'etzon. Because it's the abomination of Egypt, those who are shepherds. Means the Egyptians don't like shepherds. So where do they put them? Separate, in Goshen. Imagine, that's what you want to be. You want to be separate? When you could be part of the ruling party, the, 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 the palace. Yosef is guiding his brothers how to remain badad. Amazing. Explicit. This is before the Torah. Before the Torah was given. Already. Our family understood that we can never succeed unless we're badad. We learned that. I'll finish off with this. We learned it from already from Noah. When Noah left the Teva and got drunk, he had three sons. Shem, Ham, and Yefet. As we know, he got drunk. He lay without clothing. Pasuk says that Ham, when he saw his father... He went back to tell his brothers. He didn't do such nice things with his father. And then when Shem and Yefet found out, it says, Shem ba Yefet. 
et asimla. They took with them clothing, shem and yefet, and they walked backwards, not to see their father, and they covered him. When, when Noah woke up, vayomer arur kenan, kenan is cursed. Ayved avadim yulehav. What kind of behavior is that? What kind of midot is that? That's how you deal with your father. He cursed Ham. And then he says, Vayomer Baruch Adonai Eloheshem. Blessed is Hashem who is the God of Shem. Hashem is the God of the entire world. When they say the God of Shem, like the God of Abraham, the God of Yitzhak, the God of Yaakov, means Hashem is extra close to him. Yaft Elohim Leyefet. Yefet did a beautiful thing. He helped Shem. Shem was the first. Yefet came with him. For that, Yefet showed some beauty in himself. Yaft Elohim Leyefet. Hashem through Noah says, Yefet will have a lot of beautiful things. Yefet is Europe, Yefet is America, Yefet is Russia. Architecture, beautiful buildings, beautiful palaces. Beautiful stadiums. He's not cursed like Ham. But, But the Shekhinah resides in the tents of Shem. Shem wasn't Zohar to have Yaft Elohim Leyefet, but he had something greater. He had the Shekhinah in his tent. And every person could have chosen to become that greatness. Abraham chose to be close to Hashem. Not like people think that Hashem chose us. No, no. We chose Hashem. Abraham lived with this principle of being badad and getting closer and higher. Yitzhak followed. It was free choice. Israel didn't follow. Yaakov followed. Esav didn't follow. The Shabbatim, and it became part of the DNA of our family. And automatically, you're part of this family. You could live an elevated life. Hashem didn't want to give the Torah to Adam Arishon because he wanted that there should be people that would choose to live an elevated life. Every human in the world is special, and every human who keeps seven mitzvot goes to Olam Abba. We don't recruit. Because we say you could live life as a good human, keep seven mitzvot. We call them Hasidei Mota Olam, the pious of the Goyim. We don't recruit because you're doing well, you're doing great, we love you. But Hashem gave the opportunity through free choice for people that wanted to live an elevated life, a life of a godly life, a Tzalem Elohim life. That would be free choice to choose it altogether. Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov chose and it became part of our family makeup and structure. And already from then they knew the Shekhinah resides only by Shem. Cannot be mixed. To live a life of elevation, you have to be badad. This was part of our family before we even got to the Torah. And when we lose that understanding 
then, God forbid, we have to read Echaya Shiva Vadad. This is such a critical lesson in our lives as individuals and as families and as a people. To be proud of being Bil'am's Badad and Moshe's Badad. To make sure that our values line up with the great values of elevation that we're supposed to live. It's a responsibility that we have. It's a greatness that we can achieve. But it can't be done when we're all mixed. Because when we get mixed, we'll be lost. And that's not an option. So Hashem has to make badad. This is how Yirmiyahu and Nabi begins his great words of instruction to explain how Am Yisrael could have been and what they ended up being through their choice of mixing and becoming like the Goy. And that's what it means when it says, Am Yisrael in Egypt, after many years, they lost that value that Yosef and Yaakov had so clear that they need to be separate badad by themselves in Goshen. And they started to fill up the land of Egypt. They went from place to place, being integrated in the culture of the Egyptians. And right there, the Torah says, Vayakom melech hadash al Mitzrayim. A new way arose in Egypt. A new system where the Goyim looked in hatred towards the Jews and they made them slaves and that was the first example of anti-Semitism in the Torah. And it happened because we were not badad. We did not choose to be alone, separated, unique. And because of that, Hashem had to do something to bring that separation. And that something was the hatred, like David HaMelech says, Hafaz libam lisno amo. Have a beautiful day.